Right. Good morning, everybody. Today's daf is Nazir daf Lamedalid. We are holding at the new parak Hashem on daf Lamedalid Amaralif as we begin the sixth parak of Meseches Nazir. Today's shir is sponsored by Dr. David Landerer in honor of his wife and children and Lili Nishmas, his mother, uh, his mother Golda Bas Basimcha Shalom. It's also sponsored by a dear friend of mine, Lizech Nishmas, my grandfather, and Moshe Dov Ben David Zetzal, and also sponsored by Mikey and Tova Pearl and family in memory of their grandmother and great-grandmother, Mrs. B. Pearl Basheva Bas Meir, Allah Shalom, who passed away on Erev Shabbos and Hashem Hashem and we thank you very much for this. Oh, and it's also sponsored by Sammy Goldsmith, L'Zuchus Rufua Shalema, for Tinok Ben Avigail Margalit, he should have Rufua Shalema Besoch Shar Chole Yisrael. Okay, so what we're going to discuss today is the following. We're going to begin the, uh, the new parak, and the parak is going to uh, discuss a number of different topics, uh, four to be precise. The parak is going to talk about the various Isurim that a Nazir has, which are three Isurim, the Isur of being Matami Lemesim, the Isur of Teglachas, of getting a haircut, and the Isur of consuming any grape products. The parak is also going to talk about what happens if a Nazir becomes Tameh in the middle of his Nazirus. The parak is also going to talk about what if he doesn't become Tameh in the middle of his Nazirus, and he makes it to the finish line. So what are the uh, the rules about how to uh, exit his Nazirus? And then the parak is going to talk about what if he makes it to the finish line, but then there's a problem with one of his carbonos. So how do we deal with that? How does he uh, solve those uh, those problems? But our Mishnah and our daf today is only going to be on that first topic. The topic of what is a Nazir not allowed to do, and specifically we're going to, uh, we're going to emphasize and highlight the Isser of, of consuming grape products, and we're going to uh, discuss what the shear is, how much of a grape product does one have to consume in order to be in violation of his nazirus. The Gemara is then going to explain the machlokas uh, tanoim, whether a nazir is allowed to eat Alim uh, velulavim of a grapevine. Alim and lulavim are not the fruit of the grapevine. The leaves and the branches of the grapevine is that included? If we say he's not allowed to have anything that's from uh, from a gefen, and the Gemara is going to quote a lengthy brisa, and then at the end of the daf we're going to elaborate on the brisa that teaches which parts of the grapevine are included in the Yisr Nazir. So for the most part, Amun Beis is about this very technical limudim to figure out which parts of the grape vine are, uh, are, are included in the Isser of a, uh, of a Nazir. So let's begin with the Mishnah on Daf Lamadal um, the, uh, the, 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 the last year uh, ended, from what I understand, with the new parak, so you don't have to bring two volumes of art school with you to the, uh, to the shear, which is a very kind uh, gesture to, to get to the end of the parak. So let's begin with the, uh, with the new parak. Shloshaminin Masurim Benazir. Says the Mishnah, there are three minim that are also by a Nazir. Now, three minim, there are three minim that are also for a Nazir. Three minim, minim is like when we talk about, uh, you know, different uh, types of, uh, of an item, right? You have uh, Dalad minim, but Shloshim minim, there are three Isurim of a Nazir. It's a very strange terminology to use to describe that there are three minim that are, uh, that apply to a Nazir. So the Me'iri writes Shlosha Inyanim, that there are three Inyanim of a Nazir, but uh, Shoshanam Ludavid on the Mishnah wonders why would you use such a strange Lashon? So normally in Masechus Nadarim and Masechus Nazir we can't ask such questions because we have an easy answer.
answer to any such question of why do we use such a strange lashon. We just say, ah, oh, we're in the, in the Dharam and Nazir land. Everything is different in the Dharam and Nazir land. They don't use any of the normal lashonos, but this is a Mishnah. You can't, you can't, you can't give that answer. Over here, there's got to be something over here. So the Shoshanim Ledavid suggests that there are three sugim. There are actually three different types of Yisurim associated with the Nazir. There's one type of Isur that is completely Michutz Lagufo, that is outside of himself, and that is the Isur of Tumas, of becoming Tameis. He's not allowed to become Tame to a Mace. The Mace is outside of himself, and he just happens to be in the same room as the Mace. Then there's a second Isur, which is Al Gufo, which is on his body, and that is his hair that he's not allowed to cut. And then there's another Isur that is Big Gufo, that's inside of his body, that he ingests, that he actually puts inside of himself, and that is the that, that which uh, emerges from uh, from a gef and from a uh, from a grapevine, and that also explains, says the Shoshanim Ludavid, why the Mishnah lists it in the in the order that it listed. It says Shloshim Minim Asurim Benazir Hatuma Vatiglachas Vayotzei Minagefen. That's not the order that it appears in the Torah. Why does it say it in that order in our Mishnah? Because it's trying to give the it's presenting the logical order from that which is most external to him to that which is most internal to him. So good. So those are the three Isurim of a Nazir. But we're going to emphasize particularly the third Isra of Ayotze Minagefa. And it's also why I put it in that order, because a lot of times the Mishnah likes to pick up on the last thing it said and continue from there. So since we're going to elaborate on Ayotze Minagefa, so we, we uh, mentioned Ayotze Minagefa uh, as the last of the Isra, even though it might have been the first one we would have thought of. All, all great products are mitzvahed with each other. That if you eat, let's say, uh, less than a kazayis of, I shouldn't even say kazayis, we'll see what the shear is, less than a shear of, uh, of wine, and less than a shear of, uh, of grape seeds, and less than a shear of grape peels. But all together, when you put them all together, you have a proper shear of, uh, of, uh, of, of the iser, you're going to be, uh, you're going to be chayv Alkus for uh, for violating that iser. All of the isurim, whether it's dried grapes, you know, you're eating raisins and you're eating grapes and you're eating, but you're eating just teeny tiny amounts of each one. But they're mitzayif with each other. If you eat less than a shear of, of each of them, they're all mitzayif together to uh, to make up a shear for which you're going to get malchus. Now the sugya on this uh, line is going to appear in Daf Lamed Zayin, where we're going to derive this from a pasuk. The, the Gemara is going to quote the pasuk Mikol Asher Migefen Hayayin that anything that emerges. And that tells me that all these Suri Nazir are mitzvah from Zem Zed, that they all combine with each other because it has this general pasuk, Mikol Asher Yaseh, Migevan Ayayin. The Sfas Emes says that it sounds from Tosus and the Rush that only Ochlim are mitzvah from Zem Zed, but Mashkin, meaning only foods, but not liquids, are mitzvah. And he's and he's, uh, he's, he's midactic that way from, uh, from, from a Rambam. Uh, however, the Mefarish over here and the Me'iri write that even Ochlin Umashkin are mitzvahed with each other. You have raisins and a, and a sip of wine, even that together will be mitzvahed with, uh, with each other. So Milchas wonders, how could Ochlin and Mashkin be mitzvahed with each other? They don't have the same shear. There's a different uh, shear that you have for Ochlin and Mashkin and the rule is, the Gemara Masechus Yuma tells us that whenever you have two different uh, items that have two different shiurim to the Isser, then the, the two shiurim are not mitzvahed uh, that 
they're not mitzdarif with each other. So uh, the the uh, the Chinuch says it must be that the Tan is assuming, like we'll see later in the Mishnah, like the Shita that holds that they are the same shear. That whereas normally food and drink have different shiurim, even let's say when it comes to bracha achrona, right? How much of food do you have to eat for a bracha achrona? Kizayis. How much of a drink do you have to drink in order to be obligated in bracha achrona? A revius, a different shear than a kizayis. So normally food and drink run by different uh, different shiurim, but we're going to see there's a shita in Tanaim that we're going to quote in our Mishnah that says that when it comes to nazir, food and drink have the same shear, that they're either both a kizayis or they are both a revius. So that must be the assumption of this Tana if he's assuming that liquids and solids are going to be mitzaref, one with uh, one with the other. Now, exactly how this works, that you get, you know, you have a tiny bit of a, of a raisin and a tiny sip of wine and a tiny bit of a grape peel. So how does that work, that you're going to get malchus if c- combined, they equal the, the full shear? What did you get hasra for? Did you get hasra not to eat grape peels? Did you get hasra not to drink wine? I mean, you have to get hasra for the issue that you did and you didn't do a full shear of any of the isurim. So how exactly that works is a discussion in the uh, in the achronim. And and says Milchasinuch, oh I know I know what you got us for. You got us for Mikolash Yasimikefanayin. That general statement that you're not allowed to have anything that, that comes from Gefanayin. Nah, it doesn't work either because that's what we call a lav shabakhlalos, that whenever you have a more general issue that's comprised of many smaller isurim that make up this uh, general uh, this gen- this general isur you don't get malchus for a lav shabuchlelos. You would need to get malchus for these specific isurim. So that's what Minchas Chinuch writes that it can't be because it, that you get malchus from Yikolasher Yasim Gefen Yayin. It's a lav shabuchlelos. So it must be that you get hasra'a for each min. You get hasra'a. Don't drink that wine. Don't eat that grape. And if you only got hasra'a for one min, you're not going to get malchus because that min you don't have a gazayas of. So if you had a little bit of wine and a little bit of grape product and a little bit of a you know of a, of a raisin, you had to have gotten hasra'ah, don't drink wine, don't eat a raisin, don't, uh, and, and only if you got hasra'ah from all of them, then they'll be mitzayim to the shir. That's what Minchas Chinuch understands. Not everybody is convinced that that's, uh, that's in fact... And each one would have to be talking to the Dibur. Yeah, you'd have to violate that Shabbat talking to the Dibur. So uh, not everyone's going to be Biskarav is, uh, has a suffix how exactly it works. He has two possibilities, neither of which is that. So uh, not everyone is sure exactly how that uh, how that works. Okay, says the Mishnah, um, what is the shear? How much do you have to eat or drink as a Nazir in order to be in violation of the Yisrael That a person is only Chayiv if you eat from a Novim or Chatzadim or Zagim, whatever the different parts of the grape are a kezayis. And the assumption is that the same is true, Tosus and the Rush both point out that the same is true as far as drinking is concerned. That for drinking a kezayis as well, and that's going to be the shita of the Mishnah Achrona. Now we have to understand that the way the Mishnayis were arranged, Rabbi Yudha Anasi arranged all the Mishnayis, however it was composed over many, many uh, generations from the times of the Anshe Knesset Sagadola. So it was 500 years in formation uh, till uh, Rabbi Yudanasi formalized it. So a lot of times in Mishnah, you'll have Mishnah Rishona and Mishnah Achrona. You'll have a previous formulation and then a later formulation. So we're going to see that uh, that what we just presented is the Mishnah Achrona. It's the later formulation. That uh, wine and grapes are going to be the same shear when it comes to Unazid. That it's all going to be a Kazais. Mishnah Rishona Omeris Achiyishta Revias Yayin. The Mishnah Rishona said that no, the shear is a Revias Yayin. And, and the Rishona point out, Tosa 
so the Rosh say, and who are din achila. Meaning both the Mishrishona and the Mishachrona assume that there's no difference between the shear of achila and the shear of shtia as far as the Nazir is concerned. Their whole discussion is uh, what is that shear? Do we follow the shear, the, the normal shear shtia for, for all dinam of Nazir? Or do we follow the normal shear? Achila for all dinam of Nazir. So the Mishnah Rishona says that it's all based on Revius. Revius is the uh, the proper shear. However, Tosos is going to say later on in the name of Rabbeinu Tam that the Mishnah Rishona and the Mishnah Achrona only disagree about drinking. That according to the Mishnah Rishona, we measure based on Revius like all other Isurim Shabbatora, where you'd, you'd measure drink by a Revius. But according to the Mishnah Achrona, Rabbi Akiva says you mashair because. However, when it comes to Achila, says the uh, Tosos in the name of the Rabbi Natam, both the Mishnah Rishona and the Mishnah Achrona would agree that Achila is Bikazayas. So they're actually arguing whether Achila and Shtia have the same shear or have different shiurim from, uh, from each other. Okay, but that's a discussion that, uh, that the Rishonim have. So they're, they're, uh, you have this machlokas, what exactly the shear is when it comes to uh, Achila and Shtia of a uh, of of uh, Nazir. Now, uh, let's assume the simple pshat, the way Tulsa understands, the way the Rosh understands, the simple pshat, that Achila and Shtia are going to be the same shear when it comes to Nazir, and they're simply arguing whether we go with the normal shear Achila, which is a Kazayas, or we go with the normal shear Achila, uh, normal shear Shtia, which is a Revias. It's a little bit funny, you know, that you're going to have something that you're not allowed, you have an, you're going to be eating raisins, and how many raisins do you have to eat in order to be Chayv Malkus? A revius, a revius of whoever speaks in such terms, a revius in terms of solid foods, are you going to be drinking wine? How much wine do you have to drink to violate? A kazayas. Whoever heard of such terms? By wine, it's always a revius. By food, it's always a kazayas. So that's not exactly, uh, it's not totally out of nowhere that we have such an idea because even though revius is a liquid shear and kazayas is a solid shear, it's not even so pashud that uh, what determines whether something uh, follows shiure achila versus is, is based on whether it's a solid or a liquid. Meaning, ha- how do we determine what is a mashka? So Rav Shachter writes in Be'ik uh, Fe'atzon, he quotes a Chiddush from the Kajuk Lavarav. The Kajuk Lavarav was Ravari Tzvi Frommer, who uh, or is Tzvi Arya Frommer, you hear his name quoted both ways, I'm not sure what his real name was, but uh, I always assumed it was Ari Tzvi because that's my name and it got me excited. So, Ravari Tzvi Frommer was the, he was Rosh Hashiva of uh, Chachmei Lublin. Um, the Rav Meir Shapiro did all the fundraising and rallied up all the support and built this magnificent yeshiva and then died like two, three years later. He was they did not get to be the Rosh Yeshiva for very long. The whole Chachmei Lublin lasted for 10 years, sadly. I mean, after all that effort and the war came 10 years later, the whole yeshiva, I mean, now it's a yeshiva again and it's also a hotel and it's also, uh, you know, they have shops and whatever. But the, the whole thing lasted for uh, for, for 10 years. So um, more than Rav Meir Shapiro was Rosh Yeshiva Chachmei Lublin, Rav Aritzi Firmer was Rosh Yeshiva Chachmei Lublin, for longer than uh, the Rameir Shapiro. So Rameir Shapiro was a Talmud, the Abni Nezer. He was a Gonadir. He was, a, you know, with a, to be invited for that position. You know, like the other candidate was like Rabbi Nachum Zemba. You know, like he was, he was a Gonadir. He was a, an incredible, incredible uh, genius. And one of the things that he was uh, unique uh, with was that his, uh, he has many, many tshuvas where he tries to justify minhage Yisrael that are unjustifiable. Right? That they are, there are things that, that Jews do sometimes that doesn't really seem to align with what the Torah tells us that a uh, Jew is supposed to do. So uh, if it's a minhag, he tries to justify a minhag. So one of the minhagim that he tries to justify is that there's a practice, uh, particularly among Hasidim, that they'll say Kiddush 
on uh, Shabbos on a little cup of uh, schnapps. That's way less than a revius. And by by all uh, you know accounts, you got to make kiddush on a revius. You can't make kiddush on something that's a tiny little shot glass. So how do you justify such a minute gedolim and kedoshim and tahorim? Uh, you know, had such a practice. How do you justify such a practice? So he comes up with the following. He says that no, the, uh, the what determines the shear chashuv for something, uh, whether the shear is a kazayis or the shear is a revius, is not whether it's a liquid or a solid. It's whether it's a mashke or a meichel. And uh, what makes something a mashke or a meichel? Like you have soup. Is soup a uh, liquid? Yes. But is it a mashke? No, it's not a mashke. You eat soup. You don't, uh, you don't drink soup. You eat it with a spoon. You don't, uh, you don't, you, well, I guess people have soup in a cup sometimes. But generally speaking, it's a, they say Rav Aaron Lichtenstein wouldn't eat soup uh, during the week. Uh, so uh, they asked him why not. He said, well, first of all, I need something special for Shabbos. Something's got to be said. And second of all, it's such bitzel Torah. It takes so much longer to get the one. So he just, uh, he wouldn't need soup during the week. But, uh, but says the Kajak lover, what determines what's a Michael and what's a mashke is not whether it's a liquid or a solid, it's whether you have it as a beverage or not. And who, who, who has uh, schnapps as a beverage? You have it because you want to get it in a certain state of mind because you're having some, something social. No one says, oh, I'm so thirsty, I could really use a cup of scotch. If they do, they have a problem, right? I mean, that's not the way normal people... So, uh, so it's not a beverage. Mela, the shear is not going to be revised. The shear is going to be a kazayas. Oh, a shot glass could be around uh, the Shir Kazayas, and that's how he justified the Minag. So Marv Rabbi Rav Shafta pointed out that that's a, uh, he did too good a job defending the Minag, because <laughs> if you say that it's a Michael, then you can't use it for Kiddush either, because part of the definition of what you're allowed to use for Kiddush, outside of wine, is Chamar Medina, but the, the, the starting point, this big machok is what, what gets included in Chamar Medina, what's, what's not included, but the starting point is it's got to be a drink, right? If it's not a drink, then it can't be Chamar uh, Medina. So he tried, he tried to justify that, uh, that practice but you do see sometimes that you could have a liquid that follows sheer kazais. Now, how do you figure out a sheer kazais of a liquid? Water displacement, right? You take the liquid, you drop an olive in, and you see how much comes out, and that's the sheer kazais of, uh, of that liquid. So anyway, so we have this machlokas between the Mishnah Rishona and the Mishnah Achrona, whether the sheer of, uh, of what a Nazir is not allowed to have is Biravius, that's the Mishnah Rishona, or kazais, that is the Mishnah Achrona. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Afilu Shara Pito B'yayim Yeshba Kedelet Kazayas, Chayiv, that even if you soak your bread in wine and it uh, and you have a kazayis between the bread and the wine together, you're going to be chayiv malkos because this is the concept known as heter mitztarif le'iser. You're having less than the kazayis of wine, but in combination with the bread that you're having it with, it is a kazayis, and then that's also going to be mitztarif to the iser, and is going to be part of the iser. And that's a major sugya in Yaradeya, but it starts here in Masechus Nazir. A couple of days from now, we'll get to it. This is the sugya of Tam Ki Iker, that the bread, why does the bread count as part of the Iser of, uh, of a Nazir? Because the bread tastes like wine, since it's soaked in wine. But the, the bread isn't wine, but it tastes like wine. So the fact that it tastes like wine is Tam, the Tam of the, uh, of the wine is Ki Iker, it's as if you're having the wine itself. So we're going to have the, uh, that Sugya of the relationship between this idea of Hetem Mitzayv Lis, or Tam Ki Iker, uh, in a couple of days, uh, when I am back in New York. And you'll be Chayv on Malkus, if you have wine that you drank a shear of wine, if you ate a shear of grapes, you're going to be chayv separately for that. 
Atzman. And if you ate a shear of Chatzanim and Zagim, which we're going to translate soon in the Mishnah, the Mishnah itself is going to translate what those terms mean. They mean peels and seeds, but we're not sure which one means which. Uh, so if you have a, a proper shear of any uh, one of those things, you're going to be uh, you're going to be chayiv. The Rambam writes in Luchos Nazirus Perakei that the chiv malkus for having a yayin is chometz yayin v'chometz shecher lo yishte. That 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 actually is a machlok tishon whether that's really uh, the, uh, the 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 pasuk that one is chayiv for for drinking wine. It could be because of the pasuk that says not to drink, uh, not to eat anovim. That he's not and uh, yayin is uh, is anovim. The Gemara Maseches Psachim tells us that all peros the mashka that's yotze from the peros is not considered to be the pre itself. I mean, if you have orange juice, that's not the same as an orange. But there are two exceptions, and that is gefen, uh, meaning that, that is a, uh, a grape and, uh, and, and, and an olive, where the, the juices that come out are considered the ikur pre. That's considered the, the primary way of, uh, of eating, of consuming that pre. So it could be that the iser of a nazir to drink wine is based on the pasuk says not to eat Anavim, not to eat, uh, not to eat grapes. So, uh, so n- normally uh, a person is only chayiv if you eat something kederach achilasim. It's also gemar pesachim daf chavdalid. If you eat it in the normal way, when a person eats something shalok kederach achila, totally abnormally, you're not going to be chayiv. So, if you eat something that's not royal achila, you're not going to be chayiv. And yet, what does it say over here that a person's chayiv if he eats hachatzanim bifnei atzman, hazagim bifnei atzman? Now, one of these things means seeds. Is it normal to eat grape seeds? So the assumption is that it's not normal, but the Torah has a specific issue that you're not allowed to do it. Meaning, when do we say that if you eat something when do we say that if you eat something that that's considered that uh, you didn't violate the Yisr. That's if there's a normal way to eat it, and then you eat it You eat it in a way that's not the normal way to eat it. But over here, there is no normal way to eat it, and the Torah still offers it. So the Torah says you're not allowed to eat it, even if uh, if the only way to eat it is in an abnormal way. One is still going to be uh, one is still going to be to be chayiv. So that's the uh, the chiddush. So says Rav Lozben Azariah Omer. That uh, you're not going to be chayiv for eating just charsanim. You're not going to be chayiv for eating just zagim. You're only going to be chayiv if you eat two charsanim and a zag. So, uh, and, and not only that, so what Rabbi Lozben Azaria is telling us, the Tosyanta points out, is a double chiddish. He's telling us a chumra and a kula. So, first of all, he's saying uh, you're not going to be chayiv if you sit there eating charsanim all day. You're not going to be chayiv. If you sit there eating zagim all day, you're not going to be chayiv. You need a combination of the two, so that's Kiddush number one, a big kula, that you could eat chartzanim all day, you're not going to be chayiv, but then he also has a big chumra, that normally when you combine the different uh, grape products, it has to equal a shear, whether it be a shear kazayas or a shear revias, but it has to ultimately equal a shear. When it comes to chartzanim v'zag, shnei chartzanim v'zag, you're going to be chayiv even if it's pachos mi kazayas, pachos mi revias, even if it's less than the shear. Why would you be chayiv for something that's less than the shear? So it's not totally unique in halacha. We do have such a thing called the beria that if let's say why is it that we're so crazy about checking for bugs right that uh, you know all of the cautious organizations the OU and the CRC and the Star K they all have their uh, their bug uh, checking guides and how to uh, which vegetables you have to be so careful about it it's basal it's a tiny little thing it's a uh, if it's not basal you'll know right meaning you'll you'll, you'll you'll notice it so it's basal so why, why, why do we go so crazy about checking all these things so the answer is because one tiny 
bug, if it's a whole being, it's an entire entity, so it's a barrier, and that's an isidaraisa for which one would be chayiv, and it doesn't become batal. Barrier is a nebetela. So, uh, so you do have that such a concept. So Tosyantov says that, that in a certain sense, a grape peel and a couple of grape seeds, or a couple of grape peels and a grape seed, combine together to equal a shear, uh, uh, don't equal a shear, but, but have the status of a barrier, of an entire entity. And when you're having an entire entity, you're going to be chayiv. So, what, what do these words mean? What are chatzanim and what are zagim? So, chatzanim are chitzanim, zagim are primim. Rabbi Yudah says chatzanim are the peels and zagim are the seeds. Rabbi Yossi Amr says, No, you made a mistake. Shalotita, kizug shel behema. I'm sorry, no, not, not, not you made a mistake, meaning that you shouldn't make a mistake. Kizug shel behema. You should, uh, you, you should, yeah, you made a mistake. He said it's the opposite. That you should remember it based on a, a bell. Uh, what we call the bell that an animal wears. That the outside part of the bell is called the zug. So zagin is, uh, is the outside part of the grapes. That's just a mnemonic to help, you, uh, to help you remember it. A little trick to help you remember which are the chartzanim, which are the zagim. The zag, just like on a bell, the zug, the, the zug is the outside of the bell, so too... On the grape, the zagin are the outside of the grape. The inside of the bell is called an inbal. That's got nothing to do with our discussion over here. But that's the way to remember which is the uh, chartzan and which are the zagin. Because you remember the zag is the outside. And then the one that's not the, uh, the, the, the outside is the chartzan. So that must be the inside. That must be the, uh, the, the, uh, the seeds. Okay, so the Mishnah says, We said, So the Gemara is medayik from the fact that it says, It doesn't say the gefen itself. It says that which emerges from a geffen, but the geffen itself, meaning the leaves, the lulavim of the geffen itself, apparently does not become asr for a nazir. So masnisin deloker Rabbi Elazar. That seems to be against the shita of Rabbi Elazar. Detanya Rabbi Elazar Omer, because Rabbi Elazar holds when the Torah asks a nazir from eating, from consuming that which is yotze min a geffen, afilu alin velulavin b'mashma. It even includes the alin and the lulavin of the geffen. So they're also asr. Uh, Ba'achila. The Rishonim write that Reb Lazar is marba only alim v'lulavim that are ruuyim la'achila. Then when he says afilu alim v'lulavim means those leaves and those uh, those lulavim that are that are soft enough to be edible. And that's what he's telling us that those alim and lulavim are also included in the Isra of Nazir. Chazanish goes against all the Rishonim over here and he says that no, he's even being marba alim and lulavim that are not ra'i la'achila. I call Yisurim Shabbatora, you're only uh, you're only Yasser if it's derech achilasim, says Chazanish. Yeah, but over here there's a reboy in the past that you're chayyim for them. So you, you, and by their nature, they're not derech achilasim because these are not edible things. So apparently, the Torah is telling me they're asr even if it's not derech achila. So uh, Rabbi Lazar holds that you're chayyim even for the other lovem. So the Mishnah, the Gemara is trying to make a machlokas over here that our Mishnah says that you're only uh, that the Nazir is only not allowed to eat yotze min agefen, right? But not but alim lovem are going to be totally fine. But Rabbi Lazar is on record as saying that afilu alim lovem b'mashma that you're not even allowed to eat. Some are medayik that yes, Rabbi Lazar disagrees with our Mishnah, but not based on that first line of the Mishnah that just uh, mentions Hayotzi Geffen, but based on a later line in the Mishnah where the Mishnah says that you're only going to be chayiv if you eat from uh, uh, from a kazayis from the grapes. in yeah, a kazayis from grapes. May but from the grapevine itself, you're not going to be chayiv on a kazayis. 
So Masnisin Talahu Krabi Elazar. That means our Mishnah is going against Rabbi Elazar. Detanya Rabbi Elazar Omer Afilu Alin Vilulavin B'Mashma because Rabbi Elazar says that even Alin Vilulavin are included in the Yisur. So the the difference between the first lashon and the second lashon is just from where in our Mishnah do we see that our Mishnah is not Rabbi Elazar? But everyone agrees that our Mishnah is not Rabbi Elazar, right? Rabbi Elazar holds that the Alin and Lavin are included in the Yisur in the Yisurim of Nazir. Our Mishnah clearly holds not. The question is how early on in the Mishnah uh, we were told that that's not the case, that Alin and Lavin are not included in the Yisur. But we know that there is a Machlokas. So it says, okay, now I know there's a Machlokas, but B'maikam Iflugi. What exactly is the basis of the Machlokas? Um, the Chacham who hold that Al Lavim are mutter for a Nazir, and Rabbi Lazar holds that Al Lavim are Asr for a Nazir. So says the Gemara, this is a much bigger machlokas than anything to do with Masechas Nazir. This is a machlokas and had a darshan kol HaTorah Kula. That there are many times in the Torah where the Torah will tell me a more general statement and then more specific statements. And how do we relate to those times in the Torah, those places in the Torah, where the Torah speaks about more general things and more specific things? So there are two basic models. There's what's called Reboy Miut Reboy, and there's what's called Klal Pratu Klal. We're more used to Klal Pratu Klal because we say it every morning, right? We say Rabbi Shalom, Rabbi Shalom, and so we talk about Klal Pratu Klal. So uh, the, uh, we should realize that when we say Rabbi Shalom, that, that's not an exhaustive list of all of the ways that uh, the Torah Shabbat learns, you know, uh, deciphers the Torah Shabbat. There are many, many other Midrash Shabbat. Gematria might be one of the Midrash Shabbat. Here we're learning Masechus Nazir, right? There's a, a Gematria. That teaches us that Stam Nazirus is Shloshim Yom. There are many, many Midrash Torah Jashben, and some of the ones that uh, Rabbi Shmuel has on his list. Not only is it not an exhaustive list, it's uh, subject to dispute. So one of the most major disputes is the one that we're about to get into right now. I've had to deal with uh, with with general statements and uh, very specific things that are listed right near each other. Rashi in several places in Shas uh, uh, identifies the the difference uh, between uh, Darshan and Klal Pradukla versus riboy me at riboy. And he says as follows, uh, that someone who darshans klal prat uklal understands that when the Torah says a klal and then a prat, the prat is coming to explain the klal. It is, uh, it is, it is uh, identifying what the klal really means. Meaning, ein bechlal elamasha beprat. That when, when we say a general statement, if let's say the Torah were to say, uh, you know, don't drink, uh, you know, don't drink uh, soft drinks uh, because iced tea is very bad for you. So, uh, so, ice, so it means that it's only iced tea. It's only about iced tea. It's not about uh, anything else. And therefore, if there's a klal prat, in bechal el mashab prat. If afterwards the Torah then says another klal, so the second klal is coming to expand the, the iser a little bit more. Oh, it's not just iced tea. If the Torah then says soda, it just says soft drinks or says a more general term like soda again, at the end, okay, so then it's not just iced tea, it's something else as well. However, if you darshan riboy miyut, the way you understand it is when you have a riboy followed by a miyut, the miyut is not a perush of what the riboy means. The riboy is coming to be marba hakol. The, when, the, when you have the general statement, that's being marba anything. The miyut is taking something away. It's just saying not everything is included. There's something missing. It's only things that are similar. It's, it's all things that are similar to the miyut. So when you have a riboy and a miyut, that which is not dome to the miyut, that which is not similar to the miyut. But things that are dome to the miyut are even if it's 
not the miyut itself, but similar to the miyut, would be included. Because uh, the uh, we don't assume that the miyut is an explanation of the riboy. Uh, and then when you have another riboy afterwards, then it's marba everything except for uh, that which is completely not dome to the miyut, that which is completely the opposite of the miyut. So these are two very different ways of understanding, of deciphering when the Torah gives general statements and specific statements in proximity to each other. So Rabbi Lazar Darish Ribuya Miyute. Rabbi Lazar follows the Ribuy Miyut methodology of Drush. Rabbanan Darshi Klaliuprati. And the Rabbanan follow the Klaluprat methodology of Drush. Rabbi Lazar Darish Ribuya Miyute. Rabbi Lazar Darshan's Ribuya Miyut. And that's why he Darshan's the Psukim by Nisr Nazir when the Torah says Mi Yayin Vishekhar Yazir. So that's Miyat. The Pasuk starts with a Miyut. That is Dafka Yayin and Shekhar. That a Nazir, that a nazir is, 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 uh, is not allowed to have. And then it says, Reba, and that is a very general statement. So, it has a miut followed by riboy. So, riba hakol. We assume that the riboy is coming to include anything. My riba, so what does it include? Riba kalmili, it includes everything that is yotimina gefen, including the alim and ulavim. Umay miyet, and what are we excluding? Miyet shabishta, it's mimayet, the really rough branches of the, uh, of the, of the vine. Darshi Klaliuprati and the Rabbanan Darshin Klaluprat. How did they darshan it? Miyayin b'shechor yazir prat. That's a prat. And then Mikol Asher Yeosem Migefen Hayayin Klal. It says Mikol Asher Yeosem Migefen Hayayin. That's a more general statement. Mechertzan v'adzag Chazaru Parat. And then Mechertzan v'adzag is another prat at the end. So what do you have over here? Prat u Klalu Prat. Yatadon elakein haprat. When you have a prat and a klal and a prat, then everything's got to be similar to the prat. So the rabbanon hold that a nazir is only asr on things that are similar to the pratim that are identified. So ma prat meforash pri upsolus pri, just like the prat in the Torah that it tells us that a nazir is not allowed to have pre or psolus pre, afkal pre upsolus pre. So too, whatever you want to asser a nazir in has to fit those two categories. It has to be a pre, like a, a, a grape, and psolus pre. A uh, a grape that's been ruined, that uh, that's uh, that's soured or that's uh, that's wormy or something like that. But alim and lulavim are not pre, nor are they psalas pre, and therefore they're not included in the iser. So that's the machlokas between Rabbi Lazar and our Mishnah. That Rabbi Lazar darshins uh, riboy miut, and therefore even alim lulavim are included in the uh, the iser, whereas our Mishnah assumes alim lulavim are not included in the iser because we're darshining klaluprat. Says the brisa further, and remember, there's a long brisa, but then the gemara is going to. To pick apart the brisa and start elaborating on particular pieces of the brisa. Ima prat meforish pre gamur af kol pre Well, wait a second. The prat is a pre gamur, so maybe anything that's included should be a pre gamur. But a pre that's not gamur. What does it mean a pre that's not gamur? It's what's called a bosar, like a uh, a grape that never developed, an underdeveloped grape. Maybe that should not be included, and it should be mutter for a nazir. So says Mara Marta in Cain. If that were true, that a boser was mutter for a nazir, that whatever you're trying to include in the iser is actually already explicit in the pasuk, and then there's nothing left for the drasha to include. I mean, if you're not going to include boser, you're not including anything because everything's already explicit in the pasuk. When you're dealing with grapes and raisins, that's already explicit in the pasuk. Yain v'chometz wine and 
vinegar haksivi. That's also explicit in the pasuk. So it has to be that you're you're going to use this drasha to be marben not only a pre gomur but anything that's pre upsolas pre. So you have to be able to include bosar as well. You have to also be able to include an unripened grape as well. So says the brayso vayter well, if we're going to say that anything that comes from Gefen other than Alum Lovim is included, why does the Pasuk say Mechatzan Vyadzag, which is a prat after the cloud? Even if it would not have uh, said even if it would not have said the prat after the klal, even if it would have said the two pratim together and then said the klal, we would learn that the klal is coming to be marbe, that which is similar to the prat. Because uh, with the, the Bryce's understanding at this level that when there's uh, just a prat uklal, we're marbe, that which, only that which is similar to the prat. So answers the Bryce, no, no. If it would have just been a prat uklal, we would not have been marbe, only that which is similar to the prat. We would have been marbe everything. And that would have been derived from the Pasuk that the Second prat is written only after the klal lomer lecha kol makom shatamotze pratu klal. That tells me that whenever you have a prat followed by a klal without a prat to then follow that yetarasha lemoshcha ledono kein a prat. You're not allowed to make a drasha that it's coming to be marba only that which is kein a prat elenasa klal mosef alaprat. In such a case, the klal would be considered to be mosef alaprat, would be adding to, to the prat and would be coming uh, to include everything until the Pasuk uh, specifically tells you uh, something, another specific like it does by Nazir. Why? What does it do by Nazir? It says, That's another prat that it adds in. So since only because you have a prat, uklal, uprat, so we say that the klal is only being marbe ke'en haprat. Like everywhere in the Torah, that all, uh, the, the, uh, only if it says a prat after the klal, we darshan that the prat is mema'it the klal. And, the, and, and, and it's not, the klal is not coming to be marbe anything more than ke'en haprat, than that which is similar to the prat. So it's important over here that it be a prat, uklal, uprat, in order to land with the drasha that we have. So what, what the price just did is it challenged itself. Right? How do I know that when and we have these uh, limudim that the uh, that the mission assumes that we're using uh, the limud of the methodology of kalaprat that we're coming to uh, to exclude alim uh, velulavim, but we're including even bosar, we're including unripened grapes, and we said, yeah, that's the way the drasha works out. If you follow the rules of kalaprat, that's the way the drasha works out. So uh, again, like I said, very technical. So you don't follow every detail, but begadol, that's what we're trying to say. That if you were following riboyimiut, the drasha would not have worked out this. Way if we're following Rebbe Yemiut, then uh, the way it would have worked out is that Alim and Lulavim are included in the Yisr, but if we follow Klaluprat, Alim and Lulavim are not included in the Yisr. So now we start elaborating on the Brisa. So at least we'll start with the elaboration. Amar Mar, the Brisa it said Ma Prat Mefurish Pri Upsolus Pri Avkol Pri Upsolus Pri. We said that uh, that only the only thing in Nazir is not allowed to have are that which is Pri and that which is Psolus Pri. What is that? So Pri is envy. Pri means the great. Right, whether they be dry or uh, or moist. 
Psolus pri uh, means mayhi. What's psolus pri? Chometz. It means vinegar. Uh, Afkol pri. So we said, oh, that includes other peros also. Mayhi. What's that? Kuharki. That's uh, grapes that are under, underdeveloped. Afkol the psolus pri. And then we said, and we're being marba other types of psolus pri. Mayhi. What's that? Amravkana la suye inve dichrin. To include uh, the wormy uh, grapes. So the Gemara asked that there's still a, a word in the Pasuk that the Brysa didn't dar. Uh, why, do, why does the Torah need to say Mechatzan the Adzag lo yochel? Right, Adzag is not teaching me anything. Uh, Pasuk could have just said Chatzan uh, Vizag lo yochel. Why the Adzag? So Amravina la suye debena binayim. The word the Ad is coming to be marbe tiny grapes that grow in between larger grapes that are never going to ultimately uh, ripen because they never see daylight. The sun never hits these tiny grapes that are in between the larger grapes, so they're also usher for nazir. And that's what we learned from the word va'ad. So what the Gemara just taught us is that when the when the Brysa said that we include pre and psalas pre, beyond the pre and psalas pre that the Chumash told us about, the pre that's beyond what the Chumash told us about is bosar, is an underdeveloped grape, the psolus pre that the Chumash told us about is uh, is, is uh, grapes that, that got wormy, and the word va'ad is coming to include tiny grapes that are stuck in between larger grapes and are therefore <coughs> never going to become developed. So from tomorrow you'll pick up, and I'll pick up back in New York from Amramar on the bottom of Lamadal and Beis as we continue to expound the Brisa. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Have a good day, Nice so, if you use a, a whole bunch of grapeseed oil and nothing else, is, is, uh, is another uh, 